Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, welcome, everyone. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you being here, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to introduce our next guest. We're going to talk about uh, the Real Wealth Network that Kathy Fetke, I hope I got that right, Kathy, that we've got uh, uh, teed up here. We're going to talk about um, real estate and how to retire rich with rentals. And you know, a lot of our listeners uh, might be um, rich in their business right now, and they're thinking about how do I get income uh, if I sell my business, and it's it's tough these days. But real estate's certainly one of those ways to do it. So let's get right into it. Kathy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Did I get your last name right? Is it Fetke? It is Fetke. You win. That's hard to do. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So that's that's one for me. Well, um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're you're up in uh, Malibu. Is that right? Malibu, California. I am, and the skies just cleared. We had pouring rain and mudslides, but it's looking good today. Well, it's, that's what we get at, for living in California. You know, you're going to yeah. have your, your, your bad days are well outnumbered by your fantastic days. And thanks for joining us today. I'm uh, excited to talk to you about retiring rich in rentals. Tell us a little bit about you and your background. Sure. I, um, I always dreamed of being on uh, in the news. So I went to San Francisco State, did news, and, and that was all great. Um, got married, lived the perfect life, and two kids. And then one day my husband came home. This was really at the peak of his career. He's an author too. Um, and he looked really sad, and he's almost never sad. And it turns out he had been to the doctor, found out he had melanoma, and then after further testing was told that he may have six to six months to live. Oh, so I, I want to tell you he's fine today, and that doctor was wrong, and uh, well, at least, you know, everything was okay. But at the time, I had to figure out how to make money and take care of our family. And that's where when I um, discovered how real estate can can create the kind of passive income that I wanted, because I still wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. Well, that's that's quite a story. You had me at the edge of the seat for, I'm glad he's okay. Glad he's doing <laughs> well. And it, it was a catalyst for you to get into a career. It sounds like you really love Tell what is the real estate net or real wealth network all about? Well, it just I started it back then because I had a radio show. But having been in broadcasting, um, when I when I you know stayed home to raise my kids, I kept a radio show just to stay in the business, and I enjoyed it. So I decided to use that show to focus on how you make money. It was never really of interest to me. I really didn't care. I always wanted to just uh, follow my passion. Uh, but I thought, okay, I better learn how to do this. And I used the show to interview millionaires and, and self-made millionaires. Most of them, almost all of them, made money two ways, owning a business and owning real estate. And sometimes it was the same thing because when um, investment property is treated like a business, it, 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 oper- you know, it operates like one which should be mm-hmm. hopefully passive. You know, mm-hmm. It should mm-hmm. run with systems. So I, um, I interviewed these people and learned everything I could, read all of their books and studied and and 
and then realized that other people, my listeners, really wanted this information too. So it grew and grew and became the Real Wealth Network, which is a resource for people who really want to understand how to make that monthly passive income from from assets like real estate. Well, you know, I think a lot of people uh, uh, w- want to do that, and then it's kind of like the old, do you remember the old, uh, there, there was a bit with Steve Martin one time, he said, here's how to get a million dollars. First, get a half a million dollars, now double it. So I think that's the barrier a lot of people think is, oh, yeah, I'd love to own a bunch of rentals and, and all that type of thing, but how and how do I get started? So do you address that with the Real Wealth Network? With Real Wealth Network and with the book Retire Rich with Rentals, I absolutely address that because, you know, my husband and I, I think everybody has a dream of owning real estate. I mean, if you won the lottery, you'd probably buy a car and a few other things, go on vacation, but then you'd probably invest in real estate. I think most people know that. It's a it's a solid investment if you do it right. Um, but most people think they have to be rich already before they can do it, and that was kind of our perspective beforehand. Um, but what, how it what I learned from my own show and from interviewing people was that they used leverage, and that is really the key and what what makes real estate stand out is you can borrow the money to buy the asset. You still own it, uh, but you got to borrow the money to get it. And there's just no other investment that lets you do it to that extent, you know, that, that you could borrow 80% and even higher sometimes of the money needed to acquire that asset. And if you did it right, based on the, you know, you know, learning and educating, not just jumping in and doing it, but really understanding what you're doing, um, you, you, that property or, you know, that asset should be bringing in more every month than what you have to pay out. And that's simply, you know, the definition of cash flow. Your expenses are lower than the income that that asset's bringing in, whether, you know, whatever business you're in, you need, you need the uh, income to be higher than the expenses. And if you could do that with real estate, even after buying, borrowing most of the money, and then have all of that income pay off that debt, now you've just turned everything around because you borrowed 80%, had someone else paid off, and you own the asset free and clear over time. Mm-hmm. It is a fantastic, you know, it works in Monopoly too. <laughs> it does. Uh, <laughs> Play that game. <laughs> uh, and, and so now you say you're saying real estate outperforms other investments. Is that why do you say that? Well, it really is uh, has everything to do with the the leverage I just talked about. Mm-hmm. You get two mm-hmm. kinds of leverage. One is you get to borrow money to buy the asset. You don't have to put all your cash in. And number two, you get someone else to pay off that debt for you. So, uh, you know, there's just no other investment that compares. But then you add one more thing. And that is tax benefits. So a lot of people don't understand the unbelievable tax write-offs you get from owning investment property. You get to write off everything. So, you know, that adds more money in your pocket. For example, if you bought a $100,000 rental property, you could end up writing off about, uh, it ends up being about $3,500 a year um, just in depreciation. And that doesn't include expenses. And, you know, you write off your interest and, and any repairs. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Well, I know a lot of investors, myself included, that pay almost no tax as a result of their investments. Because mm, of all the depreciation that comes into play and the maintenance and mm-hmm. upkeep, and they're really just they're they're building the value of the property as it goes as well. And we hope yeah. that you know the market continues to do well. But is it more difficult to qualify uh, for an investment property over a primary residence? 
No, this is really something that people ask me all the time, and they and I, they're always so pleased when I tell them it's the opposite. It's almost easier, um, you know. I, living in a high-priced market of California, a lot of people just feel like they'll never get to become owners of, of real estate. They'll never get into the market. It's just too expensive. It's cost prohibitive. If you're going to buy your primary residence, you can still put a little bit less money down with FHA loans and stuff, but it's still a lot of money if the median home price is five hundred thousand, right? So if you know we recommend investment properties that are no more than 150,000 um because the you know the rents work better and the cash flow works better that way so your down payment is maybe $20,000 or even less and you know and your payment is going to be like a car payment so most people find out they really can qualify for the investment property better than their their primary residence so it, it's it's easier plus you can get more of them banks let you um, they'll borrow, they'll lend to you up to 10 investment property loans. So you could buy a 10 $100,000 properties and it would be fairly easy for you because you could use the income from those rentals as qualify. But, you know, you might have a really hard time qualifying for a million-dollar property. How important it is, is it to... to uh geographically diversify or i mean is this should you be close enough to be able to drive by your property or is, or is that important these days these days it's really not important i mean maybe 20 years ago when you couldn't go online and check google maps and you know have you know it's just so much easier the world is so much smaller with the internet um there's a lot you can do that way um you can even have cameras on your property if you want to show um mm. you know to be oh, checking true. it all yeah. the time yeah, there's just so many ways to control it. But mostly what we recommend is having really good property managers who take care of it. It's one of the benefits of Real Wealth Network is we, um, we're we a little bit like Yelp that way where we find out who the best property managers are, who comes really recommended, and we we um, you know share that information with our members. So the property manager will take care of it. Okay, so so you get good property managers. Uh, don't put cameras inside the house. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but you can put them outside. The- <laughs> no. Okay, but now, so so you're saying that basically, uh, um, sometimes it's better to rent your primary residence and own investment properties. Um, mm-hmm. It seems counterintuitive. Why do you say that? Well, again, it just depends on if you're in a high-priced market. Uh, what people. Mm-hmm don't realize is in in California, you know, I live on the coast here, uh, home prices are, you know, exorbitant. They're really, really high. Yet rents kind of peak, you know, so the rent on a $1 million house might not be that different from a rent on a $2 million or $3 million house, but the mortgage payment would be, of course, much, much higher, be double or triple. So Mm -hmm. rents just, you know, they tend to max out. So you can live in a really nice place in California renting it for much cheaper than if you owned it. And instead, take that money and diversify by several properties across the country, and and you you triple, if not quadruple, your income, and it will more than pay for your rent. So it, it's um, it's just a strategy that works better, and and for many reasons, um, California, you know, we, you're going to have to get earthquake insurance, and that's expensive. Yep. Um, yep. You know, and if you have an in- income property in California. You're not going to be cash flowing. You're not necessarily going to be getting appreciation at this point since we've kind of peaked. A lot of our members are selling now and diversifying because they could sell that one California property and they could buy 10, even 20 properties elsewhere. Now they're diversified. They're not in an earthquake area. 
Um, if, if they have one vacancy on 10 or 20 properties, they don't feel it, as opposed to the one in California, it would hurt a lot. So, you know, so there's would, a lot of reasons. Yeah, and that's a good point because also when you have a multi-million dollar house, you also have high property taxes to pay on that as well, and that's not very, that's not fun. And so, yeah. uh, when do you advise people to consider maybe a place where they might want to move when they retire and buy their rentals in in those particular areas, or is this just more of a business decision as to what areas of the country might be appreciating and and you can get mm-hmm. a good bargain in? Yeah, you have to look at it like you would pick a stock. You know, you're, when you're working with your financial planner, you're not you don't really care where the headquarters of that company is, right? You care about how that company performs. And and so it's the same thing when you're really treating real estate investing like a business. Location isn't important. It's how it performs and if it's going to make you money or not. And if you can pass those those properties on to your children someday so that they can be making that pa- passive income. And, I mean, it's generational. It could be passed on for, for uh, you know, years and years and years because, um, you know, it doesn't, doesn't you know, we, we invest in properties that are sometimes 100 years old and they're still just doing great. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, do, do you uh, recommend that people, I know you're not a, 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 an attorney, but do you recommend that people have a structure like an LLC for those types of properties or talk to attorneys about that type of thing? Absolutely. Uh, you can make yourself totally anonymous. Your tenant will never know who you are if you if you have your property in an LLC and maybe a land trust as well. Um, so there's a lot of ways to stay private, and you don't get that kind of protection on your primary residence. So, again, another reason why I think a lot of people don't realize, you know, if they have paid off their home and they're in California and it would be so easy for anyone to look up the net worth, you know, the, the value of that property and come slip and fall on your property. It's, re, it's, it's hard to be anonymous on your primary residence, whereas you can be completely on investment property. That's a good point. And so uh, also, uh, what do you think is, with the as far as the economy is concerned, are there still areas that are really good buys because they're recovering slower than other parts of the country? And do you think we'll see mm-hmm. another bubble pop anytime soon? Yeah, you got it. Coming back to the idea of where to buy, again, um, I don't care so much about being near the property because there are property managers that can take care of it for you. But what does matter more than anything are three factors. Number one, population growth and job growth. Those, those two matter most. You need to be in a place where there's jobs. You need to be in a place where there's people that, that need your property. So job growth, population growth, and then affordability. Um, that's the problem, with again, with California. It's just not affordable anymore. But, um, you know, you go to a place like Texas, and people can easily afford the average home, home payment because jobs are so plentiful there and salaries are higher. Same with uh, an area in North Dakota where we're investing because there's an oil boom there and, you know, people are just making so much money and they can easily afford the cost of living there. Um, whereas in California, most people are, you know, again, they're priced out of the market and, uh, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, not not yeah. the best place to invest in my opinion. So this is great. So all of this, all of this. Now, do you, besides the the book and running the wealth network, do you counsel people on how and when to buy real estate? Do you help them with transactions? What else do you do at the Real Wealth Network? Yeah, absolutely. First and foremost, we educate. We give people webinars every single week explaining how to do it. We have our Real Wealth Investor Academy, uh, where people, you know, there's videos there with step by step guides on 
on you know how to be a landlord, how to find the property, how to manage your property manager, you know the tax benefits, all all of that stuff. Um, so first and foremost, we educate. Second, we we just gather data on where employers are going, where the jobs are going, and then we find fantastic real estate teams within those markets. So we know jobs are going to Texas, so we have a bunch of teams there who help investors um, buy investment property that's all ready to go. It's already rented, already fixed up like new. Uh, We call them turnkey real estate providers. So we find those people in the hot markets, and we share all that information with our members. That's great. Sounds like a tremendous resource. And so how do our listeners find you, get in touch with you, and all that kind of stuff? Sure. You just go to realwealthnetwork.com. That's real like real estate, wealth like your money, and network as in the kind of network we have nationwide of of um, really solid real estate investors providing our members with great deals on investment property. Real Wealth Network. Couldn't be easier than that, Kathy. Uh, <laughs> what's, what uh, couple tips would you give somebody who's just starting off? Is there a couple of little brief tips you give them? Oh, my goodness. First and foremost, don't just run out and do this. A lot of people hear me and they get excited. You know, buy my book, Retire Rich with Real Estate. Uh, we mm-hmm. also have seven steps for new real estate investors at realwealthnetwork.com. Um, take some time and learn. Don't just jump in and don't get your advice from somebody who's trying to sell you something because they're just trying to get commission. You want to make sure that you get advice from someone who's done what you're trying to do over and over again successfully and really has, you know, nothing that they're going to benefit from it except to to help you. So Okay, so many- gather information, don't just jump into the first thing that you see and don't believe everything you hear on the uh on uh, the internet or TV, right? Well, for sure. I mean, people, you know, go Google. They're going to hear that I said Texas. They're going to go, you know, on uh, some some Internet page and look up Texas property and then believe whatever that broker or seller is saying to them. And you just can't believe it. It's just, you know, in many cases, somebody trying to make a commission. So you've got to understand neighborhoods. Um, you know, even Texas has areas that aren't performing well. So you mm-hmm. have to know which ones are. And that's the kind of research we provide to our members. Well, that's fantastic. You, you know, it's been an interesting interview from from what started off as kind of a an adverse situation. You've created mm. quite a business out of this, and and it's uh, it sounds like you're very um, happy and uh, and excited about what's going on. I really am, and I just love. I mean, you know, real wealth network. What that what real wealth means is um, having the time and the money to live life on your terms, and that is just a, a huge value of mine. It's what my husband and I live by, and we're helping others do the same because I see so many people that are just they just seem like they act like slaves to their work and they don't own their own time, and you know that's just a tragedy. We get one life and. That's no way to live it. So if we can help people free up some time by having passive income so they can do what they want with their lives, then I've done my work here. Well, uh, listeners, it's the Real Wealth Network or Real Wealth Network, no, the, uh, .com. And talk to Kathy. Or, uh, find out what, what the Real Wealth Network is all about. Uh, and Kathy Fecky, thanks very much for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure, and enjoy the beautiful day up in Malibu. Thank you so much. Thanks very much. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back, so please stay tuned. You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com. 
the information station for age 50 plus business owners, where we're interviewing top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well planned. We upload new one minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.